to another episode of Jesus and Coffee. Amen. My name is Jay Brooks and I'm your host for this daily devotional Bible study. I'm a Christian, a husband, a father, and a grandfather. I love Jesus and I love coffee, hence the name of this podcast. I have my Bible open in front of me in a nice hot mug of dark roast coffee, so I have everything I need to start my day. This isn't really about coffee, it's all about Jesus. I just drink coffee while I'm doing it, and I happen to love this song by John Waller. My wife and I met him two years ago this coming August at a free concert he gave at a church here in New England. We had a nice conversation, and he wasn't trying to get rid of us. He was genuinely interested in getting to know us a little bit. So check out his music, and if you have a chance, go to see him. I highly recommend it. He is a good Christian brother who loves Jesus and loves coffee, so that makes him my kind of guy. So let's get things started, shall we? Today I will be reading from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. I'm going to read John chapter 13, verses 36 through 38. Let's pray and get into the Word. Almighty God, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we ask you to open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your Holy Word. Change us with your Word because we desperately need to be changed. Speak to us through your word because we desperately need to hear your voice and reveal yourself to us from your word because we desperately need to know you. Amen. Lord, Simon Peter said to him, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Lord, Peter asked, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus replied, Will you lay down your life for me? I assure you, a rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. The word of the Lord. Amen. A rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. Wow. It must have been very hard for Peter to hear Jesus say that to him. Peter is devoted to Jesus. Peter is one of the inner circle. The big three, you might say. Peter doesn't think he could possibly deny Jesus. Deny you? Lord, I would never do that. But he will do it. And Satan will think he has won. Satan already has Judas. And now he is going after Peter. Judas, believe it or not, was an important member of the group. He served as treasurer. From the outside, it would appear that he was trusted by Jesus. The other... Apostles and disciples would have trusted him because he was one of them. And if Jesus let him hold the money bag, Jesus must have trusted him too. Or so they would have thought. However, as we saw clearly over the last few days, Jesus didn't trust him because he knew that Judas would betray him. 
Keep in mind that Judas was more than a disciple. He was an apostle. People have a tendency to use the words disciple and apostle as if they were the same, but they are not. Jesus had more than 12 disciples. He only had 12 apostles. A disciple is someone who was learning from and following a teacher. Interestingly, the word disciple comes from the same root as discipline. To be a disciple requires discipline. You can't truly be a disciple without it. The 12 apostles Jesus appointed were all disciples, but not all of Jesus' disciples were appointed as apostles. The English word apostle comes from the Greek word apostolos. I may not have pronounced that right. Which simply means one who has been sent. Any messenger would have been called an apostle. Today, the word apostle has a more important meaning. It is really only used in some kind of religious context. The first definition in most English dictionaries for the word apostle is one of the 12 chief disciples of Jesus. The chief disciples of Jesus. Now that Judas is on his way, Satan thinks he can pick off another one of Jesus' apostles. He thinks he can go after them one by one and decides to go after the inner circle. Satan doesn't know everything like God does. Jesus knew Judas would betray him, but Satan didn't know that Jesus knew. Jesus let Judas go, but Jesus is going to fight for Peter. Luke tells us more in his gospel than John does here. In Luke 22, 31-32, we read, Simon, Simon, look out! Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Notice, please, that Luke wrote, Satan asked. Satan needs permission to act. Satan doesn't get to do whatever he wants. Satan is not equal to God in power or wisdom or knowledge or anything else. Satan is like a dog on a leash, and God is on the other end of the leash. He is a mean dog, but he is still on a leash. Satan has Judas, but he will not have Peter. Jesus let Judas go, but Jesus, as I said a moment ago, is going to fight for Peter. Peter will do great things for God after he grows through the upcoming trial. I've said before how much I love Peter. He is the, the disciple I most identify with personally. He is so human. He is bold, brash, and exuberant. Sometimes Peter comes up with some amazing things, and sometimes he seems to be as dumb as a box of rocks. Peter wants to know why he can't follow Jesus. After all, Peter has gone everywhere with Jesus for the past three and a half years or so. Peter is fully devoted to Jesus and is willing to die for Jesus. As I read the four Gospels, I don't see a time or place where Peter was not with Jesus. From the moment his brother Andrew introduced him, Peter has always been by Jesus' side. There are times in the Gospels where Jesus leaves the other disciples behind and takes Peter, James, and John with him. These guys are his inner circle. Peter is confused. He doesn't ask, why can't we follow you? He asks, why can't I follow you? Okay, I get it. If you don't want the other guys to go with you now, you have done that before, but you always take me. You always take me. Why won't you take me this time? I'm not afraid. 
I will die for you if I must, but please don't leave me behind. You always take me. Not this time, Peter. This time I have to go alone. You just can't come. John can't come. James can't come. Nobody will come where I am going. Not now. You will follow me later. All of you will follow me later. But now I go alone. Yes, you will lay down your life for me, but not today. Today you will be tested and you will fail the test. Don't worry. It's not the final exam. You will have a chance to prove yourself later. And when you do, you must strengthen your brothers. I know you believe you are ready to die for me, but you're not. You will actually deny me three times before the morning comes. Yes, yes, yes. I am sure, absolutely sure, it must have been hard for Peter to hear these words from Jesus. I am also sure that he would have remained adamant about it right up until the rooster crowed. I sure am a lot like Peter. I think most of us are. I think I am stronger than I really am. I am sure I will pass any test. I have said many times I would die for Jesus rather than deny him. But would I really? Do I have what it takes? Is my faith strong enough? I would like to think that if I was in fact given the choice to die or deny Jesus, I would gladly die. However, I haven't passed every time my faith has been tested up till now. I'm pretty sure that I have failed to accomplish some things that God wanted me to accomplish. I don't know why I sometimes give in so easily when I am tempted. And other times I feel so strong and able to resist no matter what. I don't know why Jesus puts up with my rebelliousness. And I don't know why Jesus loves me or how Jesus came to love me. I just know that he does. And once again, as I prepare to record this podcast, I am reminded of a song by the late Rich Mullins that has meant so very much to me. So here go part of the words of a song called Nothing is Beyond You. Where would I go? Where would I run? And if I found the strength to fly, if I rose on the wings of the dawn and crashed through the corners of the sky, and if I sailed past the edge of the sea, even if I made my bed in hell, still there you would find me. Nothing is beyond you. You stand beyond the reach of our vain imaginations, our misguided pieties. The heavens stretch to hold you, and deep cries out to deep, saying that nothing is beyond you. Time cannot contain you. You fill eternity. Sin could never stain you. Death has lost its sting, and I cannot explain how you came to love me except to say that nothing is beyond you. Nothing is beyond you. Thank you for listening to Jesus and Coffee. Amen. And may God richly bless you.